Hello again, everyone. I'm Tim Muma. Thanks for listening to Management Decisions here on LJN Radio. Today, we're focusing on the idea of leadership and wondering why aren't there as many great leaders as there once were? Maybe that's just our perception. Well, to talk about this topic in more detail, we've brought on Ben Slater. Ben is the head of marketing for Seed.Jobs, which is a platform applying marketing automation and data science to hiring. He's also the man behind the award-winning Seed blog, and he's also written for a number of different areas, including VentureBeat, The Next Web, and The Guardian. So he's joining us today to talk about where are these great leaders or what are we missing exactly? Ben, thanks a lot for coming on LJN Radio. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, we often have our conversations about leadership, and we always like to start off by asking our guest to define that term because it can mean so many different things. So for you yourself, to give us perspective, what does leadership mean to you? For me, the, the definition of leadership is probably slightly different sure. to the majority of people. So I guess the classic definition of leadership is this idea of a kind of motivating figure, someone that almost inspires others to sort of go above and beyond what they're usually capable of. I kind of see motivation as is more of a personal thing. Hmm. You can't really motivate staff that are disengaged. You know, ultimately, they have to sort of personally be invested in something to uh, to become motivated. So what's key for me in leadership is the ability to convey, to create this environment where it's easy to find that personal personal motivation. So that's, that's all about just being approachable, being transparent, being fair, pushing people, but not being upset if they fail. So it's creating that environment sure. where people can sort of thrive themselves. So that's for me is what being a good leader is. It's probably not the sort of standard definition, but I think that's kind of a more effective one. Yeah, I don't know if there is one. I mean, we get a lot of different perspectives on that. And I think I think that's a good thing. I think it gives people a different way of looking at it and it doesn't have that sort of stale model that people might think of. Obviously, in theory, everybody can be a leader. Anybody can be a leader in some respect. But we often think of managers, people who are actually overseeing other individuals. What do you think makes a manager so important to the success of a company? Well, I mean, ultimately, I think the most important thing and probably the biggest traits that I would look for in a manager are the kind of ability to make those quick, important decisions Mm -hmm. and then communicate them effectively. Now, ultimately, companies are faced with roadblocks. You know, whatever kind of industry you're in, you're always going to have these issues that come up. And unless you have someone in place who can quickly pull the trigger on a decision, you're going to sort of fall by, fall by the wayside in a sense, you're going to lose profits. Right. And having those people that are confident in, in, in their own sort of mindset, and sure, maybe they'll get the odd one wrong, but it's having these people who are prepared to act quickly and, and sort of not suffer from that kind of action paralysis that I think does kind of handicap some people who maybe aren't the sort of good managers. So that's for me what it would be is, is sort of being in a position to uh, make and communicate effective decisions. And that would be why I think managers are important. And also kind of, I guess, what, what for me would be the really important traits in a manager. Right. We often hear from people that when somebody leaves a job, they're not necessarily leaving the work or the company, but that they're leaving because of that person who was in charge of them, their manager. Do you believe in that perspective on things? Do you have a slightly different look at that? Or what's your take? Well, I think we've all had a sort of a crap manager and <laughs> it's very easy to go home and sort of complain to a housemate, a wife, a girlfriend about about your day. Right. I think what, what, it, what that more is, is that Having someone to pin the blame on is much easier than pinning the blame on a kind of faceless entity like the company. Sure. And I think that's that's all, all it is really is. It's just, it's very much shooting the messenger, if you will. Like mm-hmm. it's um, maybe that particular manager isn't communicating effectively. He isn't getting across what he needs his his sort of staff to do in an effective way. It's just leading his team to, to sort of see him in a certain light. And I think leaving a company because of a manager, you're leaving more because of the environment. 
believe more because you don't feel valued. And I would say that's more of a, a statement, an overall statement about the company as opposed to the specific manager. The specific manager is more just a figurehead. Sure. Yeah, I can definitely see that as a, as being a fair point and that it's not always, as you said, it's not just that individual necessarily, but they're kind of a, a figurehead, so to speak. I did come across you because there was a discussion and some research about the fact that, gee, it seems like we might be missing a lot of great leaders out there. And one thing that I found interesting that based on some research and surveys, we're getting the impression that people aren't necessarily interested in moving up all the time, becoming that manager, becoming that leader. What have you seen or experienced as far as what some of the reasons are that people say, you know what, I don't really want to be in that position? Now, I think this is particularly interesting because obviously we have this idea that, you know, we all want to go climb the greasy pole. We all want to sort of move up the ladder and get more and more important. Right. You know, it's, ambition. it's ambition. It's human nature. But I think ultimately the reason why people are less and less interested in that now is because being a manager is perceived as more work. Hmm. And I think, you know, it's true. Being a manager is more work. Right. I was reading this really interesting I don't know if do you, are you familiar with Danielle Morrell? Yeah, sure. She's the CEO of Mattermark, exactly. So she wrote a really interesting blog post the other day uh, defining how she sort of sees a maker and a manager's schedule. So as a technical co-founder, the large part of her job initially at Mattermark was kind of coding and building product. Now, as the company has grown, she has less and less time to be like a maker, so mm -hmm. to say. So what she finds is very difficult is to sort of balance those two sides of her personality. Now, this is what happens as soon as someone comes into that managerial role. They have to balance their own tasks with this whole new manager schedule you know so you have this problem of when do you do the things that you you know you've, you've been promoted for a, for a reason right. right you've performed well in certain tasks whether it's marketing sales whatever it might be now suddenly those things those responsibilities are being taken away from you mm -hmm. you're now having to focus on managerial tasks you're now having to attend meetings and write reports and so i think while you have this idea that okay you're going to have a whole bunch of extra work it's also not the not the work you signed up for right not the things you loved it's now admin and i think the merging of like technology has really led to more of a sort of merging merging between the workplace and your sort of home life and so with that combined with the fact that now you have this these all these extra tasks you're reachable at any time of the day by your sort of your staff and your team and it kind of i think it all kind of adds together and it means that basically you're, you're no longer doing the role that you kind of signed up for and now you have this whole these whole different responsibilities which aren't maybe not aren't maybe what you want. I mean, I think you laid that out beautifully as far as kind of that balance and that struggle that people perceive is going to happen. What is your opinion on that reasoning though? Because that's one thing to say these are the reasons people are bringing up. I mean, do you buy that? Do you think it's, I don't know, misguided in some way? What are your overall thoughts on that reasoning? Well, I mean, for me, I think I definitely understand this idea of trying to balance the work that you find interesting right. and then these sort of extra tasks. Now, I see that as something that you can solve if you're incredibly efficient and you're incredibly organized, but you're always going to have with extra sort of power does come this extra responsibility. And, um, you know, it, it is just a trade-off. It depends how much you want it. And obviously you, you have to remember that managerial positions tend to come with increased compensation, mm -hmm. uh, increased perks, and you have to kind of balance that up, and weigh it up in your mind and see if that, that is worth it for you. But my personal perspective would be, I would say it is worth it. But then I'm personally ambitious, and so that's that would be more <laughs> more more of my perspective. I think it's very much something that is an individual choice, and I think often the problem with kind of the way promotion works inside many companies is that it's almost an automatic thing. Okay, you do three years, and if you're performing to a certain level, you get promoted. Right, and it's very much like a sort of step by step ladder. 
and it doesn't really allow for people not to follow that path where they kind of go further and further away from a maker and further, further towards a, a manager. Well, it seems like the danger could be that, A, if you have these people who necessarily aren't happy moving into that role, I, I guess their effectiveness could go down. They may not be a good manager, quote unquote, or leader. And then on the flip side, you may be promoting people that maybe shouldn't be in that role as a manager because they don't have those particular skills. If you were speaking to employers about this potential issue, what would you tell them as far as encouraging those employees who they want to be leaders versus you know, just kind of forcing people into those spots? I mean, how can you kind of counteract this idea of them not wanting to be in those positions or maybe helping them in some way continue to do the work they love versus doing the work they feel they have to do? That's the, that's the big question here, isn't it? Um, that's why we have the expert on, Ben Slater. <laughs> maybe so, maybe so. <laughs> well, I think, you know, if I was talking to an employer and I was saying, okay, this is how you should base your, your kind of managerial decisions, your promotion decisions, I would say, okay, think about the people in your organization that are really keen for personal growth. Mm-hmm. These are the people that will put in the extra work, that will, you know, stay past 5 p.m. or whatever it is, and will write those reports, they'll spend the evening thinking about the tasks the next day, not just for themselves, but also for their team. They will work on their communication skills because I think that's one of the big things when someone moves from employee to manager, suddenly they have to work about work, work on the, the way they speak to people hmm. because everything that they say is taken in a different way. You can't necessarily be someone's friend in the same way when you're responsible for their work. Sure. So you have to work out who those people are who are sort of willing to change. Now, ideally, this all starts a long time before this decision. Hmm. You want to be hiring only these kind of people, the people that are sort of really motivated to grow within the role. These are people that will sort of turn out to be these great hires and then, you know, further down the line will turn out to be uh, sort of great managers. I would say that's the key. Now, you can promote people who are quote unquote unqualified. The problem with that might be that they lack confidence initially. Maybe they're not as assertive as they should be. Sure. But that's just something that over time they'll learn. So I think that you know, if, if you don't have those people in place who you think are type A, great managers, you know, really excited about growing personally and growing within the role, you need to have an effective, almost like an effective managing managerial onboarding system. Sure. Where you can kind of handhold someone who maybe doesn't doesn't quite know what they should be doing or isn't quite as confident as they should be. And actually, that's something I was going to bring up. We hear from a lot of people that it's not necessarily they don't think they can do it or that they wouldn't like it, but they don't really know what it takes or they haven't been trained in any way. And we hear that a lot of times with employers that, well, there's no time for training. We got to work, work, work. Do you see that as being an effective way to help with that transition and somehow incorporating a training session or a weekly you know, class, so to speak, to, to help these people kind of learn what it takes to be in a position like that? Definitely. And I think maybe the way I think the training would work more effectively is instead of a sort of class or instead of a uh, like a leadership program. Right. So, you know, many companies do something where you might go away for a day and you come back and you're a, a fully branded manager. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think it can quite work like that. I think uh, what's probably more effective is having just one-on-ones um, right. with, with a superior quite frequently when you take up a new role. And I think the these would again work best if it's entirely transparent both sides are very honest and you say okay like these are the things i'm getting wrong this is what i don't understand sure and if a company can spare resources to do that i would say that is by far the best way of taking someone from someone who's a little bit unsure of themselves in the new role to someone who's actually going to be a very effective player for you 
almost looking at like a, a mentoring type situation versus exactly. A, a, okay. exactly. Yeah, I think that definitely makes sense. And uh, I think that would help alleviate, at least from our experience, people we've talked to uh, alleviate some of those concerns individuals might have about taking those leadership roles, which as we've noted and you noted from the research, it seems like people are a little reluctant to do. Ben, I, I appreciate the conversation. I think you have a, a great handle on it and an interesting perspective on some of the issues we were talking about. I wanted to give you the floor at the end. Say you're speaking to a room full of decision makers, which tons of our listeners are in those types of positions to you know, possibly promote people into a position of management. What would you offer up in terms of some final advice or a nice takeaway from our conversation that you would give to them in terms of finding and promoting those great leaders? Well, I think I've touched on it kind of on and off throughout our conversation. For me, the great leaders are probably already in your organization. Mm -hmm. They're the people that maybe aren't in the most advanced ranks right now, but they're the people who are highly motivated to advance. They're the people who are putting in those extra hours. They may not be your biggest sales performers, but your best sales performer might not make the best manager. So it's working out exactly who those people are and then doing what you can to put them in positions of responsibility. Now, I think one thing as well is that many organizations are very good at this, but it's very important to measure managerial output. Now, I think one of the best ways, and it's actually something we do at Seed, we use a system of OKRs, and it's something that I think Google uses as well and many other companies. Now, what that stands for is objective key result. Hmm. And I think the reason this works well is the manager is given the overall objective for his team. Now, in a marketing team, that might be, okay, we want to be the biggest company in X industry sure. uh, by the end of the year. Now, obviously, that's highly intangible. So what happens then is his team spread without throughout his team are a number of sort of more attainable key results. So maybe getting to that stage involves a certain amount of site traffic. Maybe it involves a certain amount of new signups. And what works really well is assigning each member of the team responsibility for those small parts of the business. Now, I think the beauty of this system is you can work out quite quickly mm -hmm. by assigning people basic responsibility like this, who will make good manager further down the line because you can see how people treat that kind of small segment of the pie which is theirs if people are very serious about it it doesn't matter if they don't necessarily hit the target it's more their attitude towards it and i think this is a great way of working out exactly who within your organization is these are the sort of high growth ambitious people who might be great managers further down the line Ben, thank you once again for coming on, chatting with us. As I mentioned, some interesting perspectives and I think a good handle on this area. And hopefully we've been able to give our listeners a little bit of insight as well. So thanks a lot for joining us today. Uh, not, not to worry, not to worry. Great to be on. That will do it for us here on Management Decisions. Again, we were speaking with Ben Slater, head of marketing for Seed.Jobs. And we were having a conversation about the idea of where are those great leaders that everyone is pining for. If you'd like to get in touch with us about this episode or any of our shows on LJN Radio, just shoot us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter at the LJN, and you can find our episodes on iTunes. Just search LJN Radio in the iTunes store. Thank you once again for listening. I'm Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.